For people who are serious about self-realization, liberation, or freedom, there has to be a kind of uh, resolve to be free, a determination, a fierce determination. Like Martin Luther King uh, described the fierce urgency of now, there has to be this kind of fierce desire for freedom. And the reason for that is it's so easy to betray ourselves by giving our attention to the internal conversation unfolding in our own mind. It happens so quickly, so instantaneously in response to other people, to our circumstances, our feelings, that it can seem like we have no control over the inner dialogue. And it might even seem like we have no control over the outer dialogue because we are so connected via social media and the internet. Instantaneously, we receive news, and lately, most of it has been horrendous in terms of the terrorist attacks in Europe and also in the United States and other parts of the world. So this negativity spreads quickly, and the negativity of our lives and our the reactive nature of mind, which is genetic, it's rooted in the genetic mind, is powerful. It's a survival response to our environment, our surroundings, and our circumstances. So there has to be this fierce desire for freedom and a resolve and a willingness to really be vigilant. And by vigilance, I'm really pointing to this living freedom that you are. So true vigilance is that freedom. It's not even really your attention. It's the freedom itself in the core of your being. Life. The life of the life before the breath. This is the essence of who you are. This is the essence of vigilance. So what do I mean by that? That vigilance is presence, pure presence. Because the mind hears the word vigilance and immediately thinks, well, I have to keep vigil. And that's true in, in a sense. You have to pay attention to where your thoughts are, what your feelings are, what you're giving your attention to. What are you feeding your brain, right? What are you feeding your mind? What What is the internal dialogue about yourself or other people that you're believing and stop. Not even as a spiritual practice, it's just simply stop 
following this conversation unfolding in your own mind, which usually leads to a greater story about the circumstances you find yourself in. This, the story of how good your circumstances are or how bad. It's usually how bad my life is or my circumstances are, right? We pursue enlightenment because we want to feel good. We want to feel happiness or we want to be loved or we want to be that love that the scriptures describe the ethereal love, the the love of God, the oneness, the bliss of being, right? We want that. We want to end the pain associated with our fears, our anxiety, our suffering, right? So this fierce desire for freedom must be there because our natural tendency is to react if somebody tells us the truth, the ego can get hurt, right? Or bruised by honesty, even authenticity can make us feel bad. Maybe I'm gaining too much weight. Maybe I'm too negative. Maybe I'm angry all the time. And somebody tells us, well, you're angry all the time. What's, what's going on with you? You can react to that negatively, right? You can push against and that's pushing against is the ego trying to defend itself. So it's a defense mechanism, which is genetic because the body is wired for survival. And the common person, the person that is focused on the world or focused on gaining power, money, sex, which is what the world honors, right? is interested in survival, is actually focused on survival. And survival can look many different ways to different people. For some people, that's amassing guns and ammunition to protect. For others, it's gaining tremendous wealth to protect. For others, it might be having lots of friends in the hope that that will protect right so it's this mechanism of defense fighting against pushing against what we don't want that is the root of suffering because it's ego based so the genetic mind is rooted in the egoic identification with the physical form this is ego. So ego is I am this body. I am me. That's the essence of ego, right? And the genetic mind is the genetics of your physical body, which are wired for survival. So because we're wired for survival, it's counterintuitive to stop, right? Our natural tendency is to follow the primary movements of mind, to react against, to fight, to resist, to protect, or to run away, right? To retreat. And if that doesn't work, seduce to get whatever it is that you want. And that also is genetic, this seduction of mind 
the strategies of mind to protect, protect the seduction of mind to get what you want, the grasping nature of mind, all of it is integrated so so deeply with our genetics that it's challenging to break free of that, to burn through the egoic identification so profoundly, deeply, right, that there is no ego. This is what Ramana demonstrates. No ego. He was the radiance of being, which is the same radiance within you. So to be the radiance that you are, you have to begin to notice what you are saying to yourself. What are you believing? And what do those beliefs and thoughts and inner dialogues generate? How are you generating your own suffering? What are the steps? What are you believing inside? And stop. Stop believing. Stop strategizing. Stop the movement to get or seduce or fight or run away or resist, right? All of these movements are genetic. And they're strong because they're so wired into the physical nature of our body. The physical nature even of our mind and the way the brain operates and how we are accustomed to feeding our brain negative thoughts, giving our attention to the negative. And we have this kind of morbid curiosity with negative. We spread negativity around in our conversations with other people, in our gossip, right? We love to talk about other people. The news is basically constantly talking about other people and their suffering, right? about death and destruction and we have this morbid curiosity about that and spread that instead of the love that's in our heart, right? So this fierce urgency, this fierce urgency of freedom, this fierce desire of freedom is now and you will only find it right now. It's the end of postponement the end of postponement. We tend to think that maybe someday I will be happy or maybe someday I will attain enlightenment. I will attain the coveted state of nirvana. I will attain salvation. So there's this kind of postponement of bliss. Or if I could just fix the person in my life and get them to be the way I want them to be, then maybe I'll be happy. Or then I will be happy. Maybe there's a a more solid belief, then I will be happy. And I've talked about this many times, the if-then nature of mind, which is a natural postponement of what is always now. Now is freedom. Now is Shiva now annihilates past, future, right? And identity. 
Because in the moment of now, there is no definition based of who you are, based on the past, or ideas about your future, what you're going to get, or how you're going to transform into a magical, mystical, powerful, enlightened being, right? It annihilates that. So this fierce desire for freedom annihilates the sense of me, which is deeply ingrained in the mind, the physical nature of the body, and the genetics of mind, the genetic mind. So the one who is seeking freedom is willing to die a thousand deaths, right? Is willing to die to this sense of me. Is looking to die, right, is longing for this death of the genetic and egoic identification so that only freedom remains, right? Only the radiance of pure being remains. So there's no protection in that. There's no need to protect in this willingness to die a thousand deaths, right? The willingness to die is the one who is willing to be free, right? The one who's protecting and surviving and conniving and strategizing is never free. So the one who looks to protect his life ultimately is dead. And the one who is willing to end his life in the sense of this identity, right? Not, I'm not talking about suicide. I'm talking about the death of identity, the willingness to die to this sense, I am me. So the fierce desire for freedom really is an opening of mind and even a devouring of mind, the end of mind. It's the uh, willingness to die. And in this willingness to die, you transform into the one who is freedom itself. Not someone who is seeking freedom, but the direct realization that you are that freedom. Right? So this willingness to die to identity is essential. And it's not ordinary, right? The common person, the ordinary person, is seeking survival and avoiding death. But the spiritual path is one of meeting death and allowing yourself to die to this core root identity which is the root of all suffering. And in this willingness to, to die, the willingness to lose this identity and everything associated with that identity that one discovers eternal life. It's the extraordinary call of the heart that you've heard deeply, profoundly, the hunger for freedom, the hunger for peace. It's almost like it's pre-programmed in. 
this call of freedom. But once you hear that call intimately within your own heart, then there's this natural fierce urgency, this fierce desire for freedom. And a deep willingness to die to anything that limits, anything that controls, anything that strategizes, anything that moves to protect or resist. It's this purity of being that's untouched by any strategy of mind. So the one who is truly free is the one who is willing to die as many deaths as necessary until all that remains is freedom. So this fierce desire for freedom cuts through the root cause of all forms of suffering, which is this deep belief that you are someone unique, someone special, someone who's enlightened and free, or someone who is ignorant and bound. So this fierce desire for freedom destroys the ignorance that keeps us following the genetic mind and the impulses of the genetic mind and the impulses of egoic identification, which is all about survival, right? It's all about protection. So if you really want freedom, there has to be this willingness to die. This willingness to die to the ideas that define you and limit you in that definition. Because who you really are is limitless. There are no words to describe this living truth that I'm pointing to, that I'm always pointing to in every podcast, every satsang, every post, every picture, is pointing to this living truth of your own heart, which is the fierce, ruthless now the Shiva that cuts through the supreme illusion, which is this deep sense and feeling that you are the one who is doing. You are the one who is seeking. You are the one who is controlling, protecting, right, resisting. That you, your story is who you are, right? It annihilates that in the now and the living now that is the living presence of freedom in your own heart. So awakening is recognizing this presence immediately, which is instant, like a click of the fingers. Self-realization, enlightenment, liberation means that the ego itself has vanished, right? So in true enlightenment, there is no one to enlighten. There is no one to free. There is no boundary, no prison, right? The mind can never imprison freedom. 
right? The presence cannot be bound or imprisoned by your mind or even the genetic mind. It is boundless, eternal, vast, and it needs no protection. It is eternal freedom, eternal salvation. You are that endlessness. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.